Hi guys, I'm Monica Sancia, Vegan Fit, more excited than ever. Yes, I just made the new banners and I separated my podcast in Spanish from this one. So it's all going to be English this year, hopefully. And I am so excited to talk about New Year's resolutions in various podcasts because there's so many angles. Like, are you keeping them? Is it true that it's only 8% of us? Hopefully I'm going to be in the 8% this year. Not always, but yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to be the one, uh, one of the ones that do follow up and follow through with my resolutions. I hope. And we also have to be smarter about setting those goals for the new year and the new decade in this case. And I just want to read an article that's called 10 New Year's Resolutions for Leaders in 2020 by Sally Percy, a contributor for Forbes. And it starts like this. It's that time of year when everyone seems to be making resolutions in the hope that we can do better and be better in future. So which resolutions should leaders thinking of making as they look ahead to 2020? Okay, this is super important. Uh, number one, take control of the device that is stealing your time. Okay, that was my comment, by the way. Okay, so I'm going to keep reading, and I might just read on top because I only have like 10 minutes for this recording, and I want to make it as intense as possible. <laughs> and hopefully you'll, you'll get the, the link so that you will have a possibility of reading it if you'd prefer that. But, you know, I just would like to share part of my research on these things, and sometimes I'll read three articles in one podcast and I'll give you summaries as well. But in this case, uh, let me continue. So what is the device that is stealing your time? That's my question. Decisively take control of your smartphone and the time it is stealing from you, says Greg Orm, a keynote speaker and the author of The Human Edge, how curiosity and creativity are your superpowers in the digital economy. I couldn't agree more. That's my comment. Why are we enslaved by a device that was supposed to liberate us? Orm's advice is this. First, audit your social media apps. Delete those that don't make you genuinely happier. Second, redefine your relationship with always-on work emails. Check your inbox three times a day at most. I'm only checking my leg once, but yeah. <laughs> I've done some of that already. Uh, it's part of my journey in personal development. What is yours? Um, so let's check this, okay? By taking these steps, leaders will be able to focus. Use the time you save to explore, suggests Orm. Read a book, take up meditation, write a story, draw something or learn a language. Curiosity and creativity are the workplace superpowers of the 21st century. To develop them, you need to learn how to protect your precious time. Just because you're able to log in anywhere, anytime, doesn't mean that you should. <laughs> yeah, agree. Couldn't agree more. Make trust your priority. That's number two. In the era of fake news, deep fakes, data breaches, and unfair use of personal data, trust and transparency are gaining importance and value. The next year will bring yet another surge in concern over the way our data is being used. So brands must prove they can be trusted with our behavioral Oh, behavioral, contextual, and emotional data if they're going to survive, says Professor Stephen Bang Bellagam, an expert in customer focus in the digital world and author of Customers the Day After Tomorrow. He adds, leaders should make it their resolution to set the right example and embed trust as a key value in their company culture. I believe we will see the continued rise of the chief ethics officer within companies in 2020 as a result. Number three, say no more often. This will be the year I finally learned to say no, says Joe Owen, a social entrepreneur, founder of Social Enterprise Teach First, and author of Resilience, 10 Habits to Thrive in Life and Work. 
My goal is not to do more, but to do less and to do it better. Activity is not a substitute for achievement, so this will be the year of focus. It will not be easy because focus will mean making some hard choices, letting people down and letting opportunities pass by. But no will be my passport to making 2020 a personal and professional success. Wow, I agree. That's true. Let's do less but better. Number four, use your power responsibly. Lines of corporate responsibility. Oh my goodness. Uh, sometimes I read kind of crazy. I know. I'm like in a hurry and I know I have to calm down. Like, okay, you need to calm down. Like Taylor Swift says in one of her songs. Um, relax. You still have eight minutes, Monica. Let's keep going. Okay. So let me read it again. Lines of corporate responsibility and accountability are quickly coming of age, says Dr. Jose R. Hernandez, how you would say in English and Spanish is Jose Hernandez, a corporate crisis expert and author of Broken Business, Seven Steps to Reform Good Companies Gone Bad. They are being extended to consider a broad range of stakeholders in society's generational, generational challenges, climate change, waste, and inequality. Hernandez argues that in 2020, leaders should resolve to exercise their corporate power more responsibly and act with more humanity. A narrow focus on shareholder value, profits and growth may get managers a promotion and short-term bonuses, but CEOs and corporate rising stars will fall fast in 2020 for ethical failings of or abuse of power, he predicts. That's awesome, I consider. Leaders need to use the power and privilege afforded to them to solve the problems of people and plan it profitably. Okay, solve the plot. Right, the problems of people. Okay, so it has to be profitable, but also very ethical. I agree. Okay, this is so good, so good, so good. And in this uh, segment, I'm going to read number five, because how many? There's ten, right? So let me do part one here. So number five is become a champion of neurodiversity. Leaders should resolve to actively promote and champion neurodiversity within their organizations, according to Mark Simmons, who trains major organizations in creativity, insight, and innovation, and is author of Breakdown and Repair, a father's tale of stress and success. But what does it mean to become a neurodiversity champion? Simmons suggests that leaders take the following approach. Firstly, I will make it my mission to identify anybody and everybody who suffers from any kind of mental illness. For example, stress, depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, an eating disorder, or post-traumatic stress disorder. Secondly, I will do my absolute best to understand how they think, what they feel, what makes them tick, and the conditions that cause them stress. And thirdly, I will create an environment where each of these individuals can bring the, their real me to work and fully flourish. Wow, I love it. And I will add number six here in the segment, visualize your goal. At the start of each year, leaders traditionally establish goals, notes Patricia or Patricia Payton, author of well-being book, Physical Intelligence, and a director of training provider, Companies in Motion. Of training provider, Companies in Motion. Okay, clear focus is the first step to achieving them. If you imagine clearly what you want to achieve, picture it and experience the feelings of pleasure and reward associated with that achievement for yourself and others, you're more likely to achieve it. Peyton believes that the act of visualizing goals is highly motivational. It increases determination because we are drawn to that future reward, she says. Visualization not only helps to ensure success, it helps to create pace. And it takes our mind off the discomfort, difficulty, or pain associated with working toward the goal. 
or towards the goal. Wow, love it, love it, love it. Okay, I hope you love it too. So let's continue uh, reading this amazing article on the New Year's resolutions for leaders in 2020. Thank you, Sally. Thank you for listening. And I'll be right back, you guys. Love you so much. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so the New Year's resolutions for leaders number seven, summon your inner revolutionary. Make 2020 the year when you dare to break through the atrophy or atrophy, yeah, I guess it's atrophy of conformity, the automatic adapting to the status quo and the, this is the way we do things around here, default zone, says Dr. Diana Theodores, a speaker, coach, and author of best-selling book, Performing As You. She's also director of coaching company, Theater for Business. Theodores recommends becoming a role model for doing something differently that will serve others better. This might mean developing presentations that inspire rather than inform, creating meeting environments that nurture better quality engagement and thinking, sharing a personal story to build more trust and connection with your team, getting to know the stories of those you lead, or simply creating something you want to see in your organization. What is something you'd like to start doing differently in your world of work that speaks of you and to you, she asks. And the most important question of all is, what is the consequence of not doing this? Hmm. Number eight, even in the Google age, when we have a wealth of information at our fingertips, business leaders should not underestimate the power of a good old-fashioned brain-powered memory, says Chester Santos, a memory skills expert, speaker, and author. He says, being able to quickly recall important facts and figures in meetings, talk confidently through presentations without notes, remember foreign language vocabulary, and network like a social butterfly all show how a powerful memory could be the secret weapon that makes you such a much more effective leader. A much more effective leader, right? Santos explains that while many of us think a good memory is something you either do or don't have, the reality is that it is a case of in quotes, use it or lose it. He recommends putting aside some time each day for practicing things like visualization techniques to train your brain. Agreed, love it so much. Okay, two more, you guys. Number nine, reframe power in your organization. Many organizations are moving towards a flat structure where there is no place for the command and control leadership style often reinforced through, how, how do you say that? It's H-I-E-R-A-R-C-H-Y. I don't want to interrupt this reading uh, to look up the pronunciation. How, how do you pronounce it? Higher, higher, oh my goodness, hierarchy, hierarchy. Okay, guys, you see, I'm always learning and optimizing and I am improving. Even in this second segment, I think I'm reading better than last time. And as this marvelous ninth tip says, it is uh, Antoinette Dale Henderson, a leadership expert and the author of Power Up, The Smart Woman's Guide to Unleashing Her Potential. She continues, Leaders are therefore questioning which behaviors are needed to inspire people to deliver results. My New Year's resolution for leaders is that they reframe how power is harnessed and expressed within their organizations. This involves moving away from a binary view where you either have it or you don't toward a new power paradigm where everyone is able to channel a whole spectrum from the soft glow of intuition through the blazing flame of assertiveness because everyone's voice deserves to be heard. And 10. 
Improve the employee experience. Every leader should resolve to dramatically improve the modern work experience so employees can do their best while loving every second, argues Chris Dyer, a performance expert, speaker, and author of The Power of Company Culture. He says that while organizations that have focused on their culture have made great progress, the future offers up even more potential. Just as we've moved from the printing press to computers to artificial intelligence, We're about to see much quicker and more radical change in how people-centric policies exponentially push business growth, he explains. Enormous new efficiencies as well as innovation and evolution in work processes that we cannot yet predict are right around the corner. So thank you, Sally Percy. She's a business and finance journalist who writes about a wide range of topics from artificial intelligence, careers, and diversity through to banking, treasury, and I don't know what... This says, oh, okay, wealth management. She has edited several business magazines and she's currently the editor of Edge, the official journal of the Institute of Leadership and Management in the UK. Her first book, Reach the Top in Finance, The Ambitious Accountant's Guide to Career Success, Bloomsbury, was published in 2017. It features interviews with some of the world's most successful CFOs and senior partners within the large international accountancy firms. She has a degree in modern history from the University of Oxford. So thank you, Sally, again. Uh, thank you for listening. And I'm going to leave you with the most important tips of my podcast They are to follow your heart, your intuition when it comes to decisions, and this really works, and <laughs> I'm just felt like saying that from the heart, and of course, my scripted, eat and drink mostly plant-based towards vegan, move around more, get physical, and stay positive, putting your focus on what you actually do want and desire, because you taking care of yourself and you being at your best, guess what? makes all the difference in the world so thank you for making a difference in the world thank you for making a difference in my life because you inspire me to do my best in these podcasts and i hope to give you that motivation to get fit healthy happy and free and in this case we stepped it up a level to the leaders that are listening right now and i'm pretty sure every one of you is a leader in his or her own right sometimes we don't have 10 or 20 employees or we don't have hundreds or thousands maybe we have just one employee that we need to get along with maybe we have a group that we're considering the to inspire them and I think these tips apply to every organization including a family but yes I'm going to talk more about resolutions and how we can be one of the eight percent who actually get them done and we have to be good at setting goals okay which is something interesting because maybe the smart way of the past is not necessarily the smart way of 2020 and the future okay guys love you so much love and light kisses and hugs Till next time, thank you for subscribing, sharing, liking, and yes, it would be great if you left a great review or an honest review. I mean, I would love for you to say, hey, what I love most about Monica's podcast was that she was, I don't know, authentic. She made some mistakes. She, I don't know, she connected with us and she answered our questions when we left the voice messages, for instance. I mean, whatever is in your heart to say, even if it's three lines, I really, really appreciate it. So thank you, thank you in advance for that support it really makes a difference whether you're listening to me on apple podcast google podcast uh, stitcher spotify thank you thank you thank you